Welcome to another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom! What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. Legion on Zoom! I'm sorry. Appreciate the natural echo. <laughs> and as usual, I am Chez, 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 Chez. <laughs> and I'm Miguel, Miguel. That's it. And I'm Rod. What's up? Yeah, yeah, Rod clearly did not choose to do the echo. Although Rod does the echo very well with the intro. So for some of you out there who've heard our intro, our glorious intro, that's changed a little bit over the time. Rod does a narrator voice, unless you know, unless you haven't noticed it, because I actually you might not notice it. Yeah. I don't know, but you know that's. Yeah, I that's try to deepen my voice and do that like cliche superhero voice, you know, because yeah. they're always <laughs> masculine and toxic. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm saying that escalated so quickly. Why am what I thinking the of the fuck? Homelander for some reason? Yo, you channel toxicity when you do that voice. Yeah, You're like, no. no, no, toxic, more toxic. Lord. The the fact that that like in your mind it doesn't come from like a place of like heroism or like childhood <laughs> innocence it's like em- <laughs> you try to like embrace the toxic and then speak in it and speaking of toxic masculinity <laughs> our man joss whedon is back in the news in the news damn oh. the patriarchy shit like and I, and I think this is big right because we've talked about this at length right because we're like we stand with Ray Fisher, but we do. We we've been saying for a while, like we want um, uh, uh, either the evidence of. Ex- I want we want Ray Fisher to say exactly what's happened. Oh, but we've also been saying, come on, other people, come out, say what's happened. And to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised, but it, it like it makes sense because now the cast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer are the ones that are coming out talking shit about Joss Whedon about the shit that he's done during the show. It's just like, oh, fuck. So, okay. All right. And saying specifically, they stand with Ray Fisher. Yeah. And and shit. Hopefully it inspires more people who've had those kind of experiences to come forward and experience the truth for what it is. Like, just straight up, bring all that shit to light. Enough of the nonsense, man. <laughs> yeah. I think because the biggest thing was in the news recently, Charisma Carpenter, who was a... a, a a key character who I don't remember the name. I think it was Priscilla. I think maybe we gotta get our fact checker on this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If Rod wants to get on his speedy fingers and just check that in a bit, or maybe one of us, but we'll yeah. get back to you all on that. But she, because she was on Buffy for many, many seasons, and then as well uh, uh, on Angel, right? And so we just lost Rod. For those who are on YouTube, yeah. you'll notice all of a sudden it's just Chess and myself. But Rod will be right back. That means but- that Rod cared so much to fact check me that he signed <laughs> off the show to go in depth and find out who Charisma Carpenter <laughs> actually was. To go in detail about it. But exactly. So we have Charisma Carpenter who was on, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and on Angel really, really talking shit about the uh, uh, the type of abuse that she experienced from Joss Whedon, uh, about like uh, him, him making disparaging comments about her being pregnant, about oh, wow. like uh, all sorts of stuff. And, and it's fucking, it's one, it's shocking. and But then at the same time, it's also like kind of connects to what... Uh, uh, Ray Fisher's been saying, and then from there we got Buffy herself, Sarah Michelle Geller. She didn't uh, 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 share her experience, but she was um, she at, le- 
at least she was courageous enough to say that one, she um, supports Charisma Carpenter and that she uh, uh, agrees with what she said. Right. So it's like, fuck. All right. We got we got both. And then the latest one was uh, uh, Eliza, uh, Eliza uh, Dushku as well. That also shared one said that she agrees with Charisma. What happened and- to her? I haven't seen Eliza Dushku in a minute. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what was wasn't she in one of the DC type shows for a minute, right? Like, uh, I, I feel like she's played that bad girl role so many times that it's hard to place her. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and by the way, out there for the fans, um, Charisma Carpenter played Cordelia, Cordelia ah, Chase, not Priscilla. See. Sorry about that. Yeah, so now we got we we got more people coming out to talk about uh, Joss Whedon's uh, uh, behavior. So which one? It's like, dude, this is fucking Buffy, man. Like, when did Buffy come out? Like, th- that was definitely, I would say, nineties, nineties. Yeah, definitely. I would say, I would say in the mid to late nineties, because it definitely did not go that far out. Let me see. Uh, I'm oh. God. I'm on. I'm on. And I'm on. 1997. Uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so 1997, and then we had the Justice League, which was a few years ago. Um, uh, and we got his shit is the sounds like it's the same. I want honestly out there, you know. I know Chris Evans, you know, Scarlett Johansson. I know you're listening, you know, Robert Downey Jr. I know you listen to our podcast. Don't fucking front. Yeah, we're like come out, talk shit. Uh, not not talk shit. Speak your truth of the uh, uh, Joss Whedon uh, uh, fucking uh, 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 shenanigans, his fucking abuse and his fucking uh, 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 shit that he's done. And and the, and most importantly, I feel more recently to stand with Ray Fisher. Come on, like Gal Gadot, Gal get it, Gal where, get it, America. Where you at? Where you at? Come on, speak Ezra Miller, fucking uh, Henry Cavill, fucking Ben Affleck. Well, I mean, as oh, well, Ezra Miller. I mean, considering that little drunken choking video he had, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's trying to stay underground just to get this Flash movie made. And through the miracle of science, we got Rod back. Uh, how are you? You good? You okay? Bro, those trips through the Zoom tube, I can't even control it anymore. I phase in and out of time and space. As you guys know out there, our technology is patented, but it's new. We're still working on it. Sometimes we lose a member, but no man left behind. Shit, that's actually some Adam Strange shit. I highly recommend everybody to read some Strange Adventures right now because that's what happens. Adam Strange just fucking randomly fucking boom tubes out, I guess, to a fucking Earth. Zeta beam, yeah. yeah. Zeta beam, exactly. So we got Rod, our fucking resident Adam (laughs) Strange, man. Shit. Yeah, check out the DC DC showcase short with uh, Adam Strange. It's pretty dope. Ah, yes. Rod just can't get his coordinates right, so get it together. (laughs) Now, um, talking about some other toxic shit, right off of the heels of the whole (laughs) fucking scandal with Whedon, Gina Carano, who I had heard some previous not so nice things regarding her tweets and her political standing and such. But um, glossing over the shit that she said, if you want to find out what she said, go look it up. It's pretty crazy. She got fired from the Mandalorian, dudes. Wow. Yo, she got fired. And like and on the heels of them announcing all these they're expanding the Star Wars universe in the shows crazily. And there's a show uh, about like, ah, oh, fuck, like about like the Re- 
Republic Squadron. I forgot the Rebel name. Rebel Squadron or some shit. Something like, like that. that. Something like that. Yeah. That for me really, really indicated that it could have been her leading that show, especially yeah. how uh, uh, her role ended in Mandalorian season two with like them offering her a position as a Republic, uh, you know, a, a squadron leader and that kind of stuff. And but now it ain't happening. She is out. And then, man, to be, OK, and here's the funny thing is like there was something interesting about her on that show. Her acting as Cara Dune sucked. It was trash. <laughs> um, Her acting was that of a brick. But for some reason, her in that role, she grew on you. You know what I mean? 100 like, percent. Yes. It's like she sucked acting, but she was Cara Dune. Like that was that was who Cara Dune is like as a person, like just like bland, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, that's a wonderful description. Because exactly. Because it's like it's like at some, <laughs> so weird. at some point it stops like she's not acting. That is her. Right. That's Cara Dune. And then you kind of are OK with it. And you're you you kind of. You like it. It's charming to a certain point. And her relationship with Mando is cool. And like, especially with fucking uh, Grogu, right? Like fucking baby Yoda. It's like, okay, okay. I like it's It's fine. Like exactly like her acting wasn't great, but I, I liked her character. Uh, uh, but so it's like, I don't really care though. Like if she got fired, fine. Fuck it. Like, I don't care. Right. I, I think um, DC just, you know, pick her up, put her in an in a alternate universe Wonder Woman role, uh, you know, just like <laughs> with the James Gunn thing, you know, just DC, just sw- sweep up all the Marvel garbage and make it better. Yeah, not that, not that you're garbage, Mr. Gunn. <laughs> you're a prolific director. No, but I don't know if she's yeah. Wonder Woman. I think she'd be more like that. Who's what's her name from the character from The Boys that was with Homelander, like the the crazy Nazi Stormfront. <laughs> Stormfront. Yeah. She'd be more of a Stormfront. That yeah. I would buy. I don't know well, about Wonder Woman though. And and to be honest, I don't know about her just even being employable for some time being because. What did she say? Listen, man. <laughs> Let's just say that she was comparing at some point wearing masks to the Holocaust, and it there's, was like there's was a next level bunch. Shit, of, she she said a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Like the biggest things were like the pandemic stuff. She was really a big part in 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 showing and uh, in, in repeating <laughs> the information that that the 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 pandemic is fake and like pandemic. There's <laughs> no real. There's. <laughs> But the, but the biggest, I honestly think the biggest thing, which is one of, and then also on top of that, she also really talked shit about like, I'm not going to get canceled, like whatever. Okay. And, but the biggest thing I think was that she compared uh, Republicans and specific, specifically MAGA supporters, Trump supporters to uh, Holocaust survivors. Yeah, and, like- and I think that's when Disney probably draw through the line. They're like, no, they're no. not the same. That's a man. stretch. Yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm stretch. saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, as far as her being put somewhere by anybody, <laughs> she's going to be put in a mental institution like by her relatives when she figures out how broke she's going to be because she's not going to get a paycheck for a while. Yeah. And I think it's funny. I do want to say I want to take advantage to highlight you guys have to follow us on at Legion on Zoom on Instagram and other social media, Facebook and Twitter, too. But like I had a lot of fun. <laughs> 
recently over the couple of days uh, uh, trolling people because like uh, uh, we follow several other accounts. Specifically, there's this really great account called Den of Geeks. Great account. Word. They post great news uh, uh, and <laughs> great memes as well. And they posted the Gina Carano news recently. And, and, and I had a lot of fun trolling people who were talking shit about it, who were thinking, you know, it's crazy, like, you know, and comparing it to Black Lives Matter, they're criminals, like some, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it, but I had fun. I had really fun. Mm-hmm. So lo- follow us on Legion on Zoom and join in the trolling. And I think one of the biggest things <laughs> that for me surprised me was, was like, because a big thing which relates to actually the next news point is that um, a lot of them were like thinking, well, this is a big double standard because Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, uh, uh, had said once before that uh, all, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Like, I think he had said something that all uh, 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 Trump supporters were Nazis. And like a lot of people were like, well, he should get fired for that, right? You know, my defense of that was like, well, some are, you know, actually, and we've seen, you know, the Proud Boys support him who are Nazi enthusiasts and all that kind of stuff. And and <laughs> and a lot of the trollers were like saying like, you, all right, that's fine. You said some, which makes sense. But Pedro Pascal said all are, are Nazi supporters who are Trump supporters. And because of that, he should get fired. I I think it, who cares? Like, I, I, I don't know, Disney doesn't want to fire him. It's a private company. They can fire her the fuck they want. I don't care. Well, I mean, and also, I mean, there's just a bunch of obvious nuances at play. Uh, Pedro Pascal is comparing aggressors to aggressors. What Gina Carano was yes. doing was victimizing aggressors. Doesn't make any sense. It's a logical fallacy. I'm hoping that was a correct term. Very key. key exactly. Key difference. Key difference. Right <laughs> like, like, like it doesn't make any sense for people out there trying to make the comparison. The world is nuance. <laughs> There's a big difference. Stop trying to overgeneralize just so you can win an argument. It's not the same thing. But isn't that Obviously. what Pascal is doing is overgeneralizing? But uh, yeah, but, but I- I- but at the same time, but like as far as people getting fired for certain things, it's kind of like uh, you can't really compare people who didn't go like like. She's basically saying that the people who haven't gone through anything are like the people who went through everything. You know what I mean? What Pascal is doing is like, hey, you jerks are actually like kind of like the biggest jerks. You know what I mean? Like as far as like the language goes and the people he's comparing, it's like it's it's not the same thing. It's yeah. not like it's not the same kind of connection being made for anybody who's actually trying like that argument. It's nonsensical. Right. I, but, I, I think there's just mudslinging on both sides. Of course. And yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. both extremists in their comments and they're both entertainers and not politicians. They, uh, the influence of entertainers is ridiculous nowadays, but I guess yeah, they all get a platform automatically given with social media. But you know what, man? Let people believe what they want. You know, people had pitchforks for James Gunn not too long ago. I'm sure this will pass when the social justice warriors, you know, relax. And hopefully Gina will get, you know, a Wonder Woman role in the future. Take notes, No, fuck that. I don't want her to get no (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) fucking (laughs) Wonder Woman role. uh, so, but, but I, and I, and I see what you're saying. I, I do think a big agreeing with Jesuit in terms of the nuance is like, 
Pascal has taken advantage of that fucking platform once for that one comment, but Gina Carano has has taken advantage of her fame and her uh, uh, a platform to really, really, really reinforce these ideas and repeat them a lot. To which I do think, you know, she has the right to do that. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. But at the same place, I agree that Disney can decide, I don't want to work with you. The same way, for example, myself, when I'm building my team of people to work with me, I don't want to work with people that I disagree with to that degree. And if I find you to be an asshole, I don't want to work with you. You know, like you can work with somebody else. That's all good, you know? And I feel like, so my, the issue with people saying like, comparing that they're both the same, Pedro and Gina, like, I don't think they are. They might make up, they both may have made generalizable comments, but they're different. Gina makes more. And I think it's fine. I don't care about doubles. I think Disney can choose. Disney could have chosen, I only want to work with people like Gina Carano, and then they would fire Pedro. Or they can say, I want to work with Pedro only and fuck Gina, which is what they did. And I think that's fine. They can do whatever they want. But then obviously for me, then I can choose what I want to watch or not. Right. But, um, so that's why I think it's fine. Hey, you know, fuck it. You know, I don't care. And <laughs> now you, then, well, like now I was going to say, like, it's that basic, like for the people that are arguing, oh, it's her right to say that. Yeah. It's also Disney right to choose if they employ her or not. Thanks. Bottom bottom line. Like that. That's where that argument ends. Oh, it's her right to say that Constitution, freedom, right? They're private. Like, well. They're not a private company. They're publicly traded, but I'm sure it's employment at will. So like we have the right to just not pay you. Like we don't want you as an employee. Bye. Like that's it. Word. But in speaking of employment, right? With the other big crazy stuff was that <laughs> within hours of this news that Gina Carota got fired, we got this big news that Pedro Pascal, her co-star, was hired to play the lead in the or the co-lead in The Last of Us, uh, 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 the video game, the fucking world like world acclaimed video game uh, uh, for the HBO Max uh, show. Uh, so Pedro Pascal is doing OK because the universe needs balance. Well, Gina Carano is losing millions. Pedro Pascal. Pascal, they get Pascal. Pedro Pascal is making millions. Yeah. I, I want to take this brief moment while Miguel stepped away to note that uh, we've been recently getting some teasers um, for the Zack Snyder's Justice League. So we're getting a trailer. By the time this episode drops, you would have seen the trailer, but it drops on the 14th, which is a Sunday. And I am stoked. Just had to throw yeah. that in there. Yes. Definitely looking forward to that, and I'm sh- like, and I'm sure you were going to mention that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of heroes and people that stand for the fucking righteousness, Mr. Zack Snyder, you'll never see this. I mean, I'm never going to say never, but he seems impervious to the social justice warriors. Damn, and, and you might have just jinxed them. Um, <laughs> and the funny part about Pascal getting cast for The Last of Us 2. I mean, for The Last of Us, the show, think of The Last of Us 2, the show. Um, as Joel, is the fact that I'm surprised they're making a zombie show after the zombie craze has died out. But then again, it's on the heels of part two, which is a great game. So it's kind of like it's being released in a gray area. And since like the zombie craze is over, it's a standout concept. Um, you know what I mean? Excuse me, over? Uh, we still have on the horizon Netflix's <laughs> Army of the Dead, directed by 
the aforementioned Zack Snyder. And we still have uh, the wrap-up of The Walking Dead Season 10. And um, next year, or maybe later this year, we'll have The Walking Dead's the final season, which will be Season 11. Yeah, but that's by no means a craze. That's I don't see that zombies ju- going anywhere. Yeah, the zombie genre isn't going anywhere, but the craze is not what it used to be when, you know, like The Walking Dead was at its peak. When every other channel you flipped on, there was like zombie something happening. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, and, and I see what you're saying. I guess you're right. But I, I do think a big thing of the zombie craze was the Walking Dead themselves specifically. And it's not, I don't know if it was a zombie craze versus a, a the Walking Dead craze, right? right? Like right. people consume because we got the spinoffs and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, like Rod is saying, you know, I, I, I don't, not a lot of other, now Netflix is finally getting in on this. And also same thing, HBO, right? For They're finally getting in on this. And which is, I am fucking excited right because i i don't think we've seen a zombie uh focused uh show or movie from these companies and and i can't expect it'll be fucking dope now yeah but remember back then you had like a bunch of crazy shit like aside from like the movie theaters was just were just on fire you know like with parodies like Shaun of the Dead, then you had you know like a World War Z, then you had Zombieland, like you know what I'm saying, like like it was just in that time period during the height of The Walking Dead, it just seemed like an onslaught of just like zombie related media was being released. But the genre has always been like a cinematic staple, though. There's always of something course. being made, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, The Walking Dead absolutely peaked uh, that 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 genre for sure. And also, technically, some of the things you mentioned were before The Walking Dead, because Zombieland, mm-hmm. the first movie, came out in 2009. Really? Well, I the it was wa- no, and The Walking oh, Dead started in 2010. Yeah. Oh, damn. Know? So, no. Like, a zombies have always... Zombies are cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they suck. And come on, I, I Am Legend? I Am Legend was sick. That Will yes. Smith? Wait, wait, wait. Does that count as a zombie movie? Yeah. Yeah, that that one is a little weird. That like no, it is no, it is. It would count, right? Because I do think that, aren't there the humans that are out? I actually I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, know. but they're like transformed because of a vaccine. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, and I do think we gotta take advantage to shout out special news we got from the Legion on Zoom. Rod is fully vaccinated now. Oh. And- <laughs> and I have the first shot of the vaccine. So we will know in due time whether we become zombies or superpowered. I will see what happens. Hashtag pandemic. I like that. <laughs> I had never heard that before, but I love it. What? I will, I will, be, tra- <laughs> I will be tracking the both of you very carefully. And, and hashtag pandemic is not to be confused with the other one. Hashtag scamdemic. Which has also been a pretty popular one that I've heard. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Shit. And also, oh. not not to get at chess too much, but I don't. Come on, look at Resident Evil. Look at the games and the yes! ten movies. At, at least ten movies, and it's getting a reboot, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They're making that shit again. I think zombies are part of the fabric, and perhaps <laughs> there was like a high point with The Walking Dead, but man, just wait till Army of the Dead comes out on Netflix. Nah, br- and bro, to add to that, I, like, let's I go back. Said let, that is not going anywhere. Like, let's go back to comic books. We got the recent deceased book mm-hmm. by Tom Taylor, which isn't zombie, but it kind of is zombie totally related. Zombie. Come on, like shit. It is no, totally right. zombie, and well done. Well, well done. So, chess, I don't the fuck cancel. Has to catch up. 
once again, I legit said that the genre itself has been like a staple in pop culture, but that there was a craze at a certain point. Like right, everyone that's a, that's who's a, that's a more watered down version. Like, I'm sure you every, like everyone who's listening to this is going to know that I made sense in what I was saying. Like sure. everyone. Sure. Like, all right. I all right. Anything crazy. I think speaking of craze, there's been the latest craze this week has been no, no, it's not the weekend's performance at the Super Bowl, which honestly I loved it. I think some people didn't like it. I, I, I'm, I'm a weekend fan, so I'm fine with it. But it was all right. I like that. The weekend's uh, the fucking with the gl- I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> but like I just made a gesture for the video that they make sense. <laughs> but like uh, uh, the in the Super Bowl we got fucking finally a legit trailer of falcon and the winter soldier for disney plus which is airing i think two weeks after one division ends and god damn it guys what's up did you guys see the trailer did we do, do we need to zoom to it what's going on i mean i did see it but i feel that we owe it to the fans and also practice so we stop losing people along the way to use the zoom to i agree all right fans and as usual Hopefully, we'll all be back. We'll be right back. Oh, shit. And we're back. Yes. We got Rod with us this time. Everything is okay. I made it through the Zoom tube. (laughs) Everyone has all their limbs. I'm assuming (laughs) I'll count all my toes and fingers later. Nobody threw up this time. That's great. All right. Good. Bodily fluids all intact, as far as I know. Um, shit, that dude, that feels like I just saw a trailer for, like, a movie. Like that's it. Like that's a movie. That's a movie. That's a movie. That, that's a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't want to hear the miniseries. Like that's a movie. That should have been a movie. That should have been a three-hour movie, and I'm all in. And the fact, right? Exactly. Like the trailer looks like a movie. But it's not, right? So it's going to be a series. Honestly, I don't know right now how many episodes it's going to be. I don't know if they've announced it. But, like, honestly, for example, if it's five episodes, if it's fucking ten episodes, I'm blown away, right? Because obviously, one, it's more than a movie. Let's let's go with, like, WandaVision right now. Most episodes are around 30 minutes. Uh, 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 This show, is, is it going to be... 30 minutes an episode, an hour an episode, it's still going to be more than one movie. Oh. Yeah, I like the whole, uh, like, so it's a buddy movie or like, a, you know, um, sure. <laughs> yeah. what is it? Like an odd couple kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I didn't really watch the trailer during the Super Bowl. I was just watching Tom Brady in all his glory, one of the greatest <laughs> humans to ever exist in the history of humanity. But Jesus. seeing it now, like deep, okay, I'm in. Looks really cool. And hopefully, um, there's something I've always been curious about since it's gonna be a sh- oh, you know, like a show just about them and things are gonna get fleshed out. I hope that they go more into Falcon's background and like why he gets to wear the harness, why why he's so good at it. When he, if I'm not mistaken, he's not a meta, he's not a mutant. He's just like a regular, highly trained individual. And like it just it can't be that simple. Like, why is he so good at basically being, you know, like a human gyroscope? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's wild. That's a very good point. Exactly. Because I think that was for me personally in the books, 
when he became Captain America in the books was like, I loved it. It was a good story, uh, uh, but it was obviously a little bit weird because it's like, you're not meta at all. You're a good fighter, right? And I think at least, at least in the, in the MCU, he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And so he's got that training a la, you know, Black Widow. Well, yeah. Black Widow got training from the Red Room. Yeah, in the Red Room. That's some next level. More intense oh, shit, shit, but yeah. like more Hawkeye-ish, right? Yeah, but yeah. With like the crazy cool technology of the wings but it's not the same exactly it's not the same and then winter soldier obviously is also a very well trained he's not a super soldier but well no he does sort have of the right. arm. Yeah, exactly he has the arm and it is i don't know so we'll see how they do it. but i loved in the trailer i think they really showed us a falcon that knows how to use his wings in yeah. combat in a way we haven't seen before right it's like we've been given like a taste of it, but like the close quarter combat with the wings <laughs> expanded. I was like, what is happening? That is so awesome. Yeah. I, and I like that we get like more of a personality from Winter Soldier. I mean, I yeah, did like true. I did like yeah. his like he said very little in his first appearances. He's always like badass and like scowling. But now we actually get to see like the human side of the character. And I don't think we've seen that before. Well, I mean, also, let's put it into perspective. He was getting his mind together after it was shattered for decades <laughs> by the Soviet Union. <laughs> like, like the dude has some trauma to overcome. Not to mention the fact that he had to overcome, spoiler alert, killing Tony's parents, you know? Like, that shit probably took time to come to grips with that. Nah, I'm pretty sure he was okay with that. Like, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> that was during his Winter Soldier times. He, yeah. Was he really that close with Tony Stark? I, you know, he's killed a bunch of people <laughs> as the Winter Soldier before, you know, regaining his conscience. I think he's fine. What but, happens under the influence of brainwashing stays under the influence of brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I love the whole, exactly what you were saying, like the buddy cop thing, you know, the buddy thing, uh, odd couple uh, stuff, you know, and, and I love that it's also, it's not completely new, right? Because we've gotten hints of it in the other movies between the tension between yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like in a, it's a playful tension, right? And, and the other thing I love about this show that it seems that it'll be doing, I really, really love how they're expanding the Marvel Universe to areas that I think uh, 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 people who are casual Marvel fans won't, won't know about. Like, I love that they're one really, really showing us a Baron Simo yep. that's classic to the comic books, right? Because that's the one thing I like Baron Simo in the Civil War movie. I just didn't like that his look right i'm like come on you gotta wear the purple mask he was the character by name he was the <laughs> character on paper exactly exactly like like the way he acted the way the way he related to the people his plans were i'm like yeah you're baron simo yeah but like it's you, you're still missing that baron simo element so for those of you out there who don't know i, I highly uh, encourage you to read captain america's book especially the rick remender book he uses baron simo a lot in that storyline it's it's fantastic and he's a classic captain america villain Word. and Something that I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, I don't know if you've noticed uh, or seen I, 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 in social media, is that apparently, apparently, right? Because now he's wearing the iconic purple mask, right? And mm -hmm. we see that in the trailer. Some people are saying that it's inspired for the MCU by Thanos, that he's choosing to wear a purple mask as mm. a way to say, fuck mm. you to the heroes what do you guys think of that 
That's interesting. I mean, because to be honest, in the comics, did they ever really explain why his gear was purple? <laughs> like, so this no. would be like a nice justification for such an odd costume choice. You know what Word. I mean? And the and the fact that the mask has like some ridges in it is like, is he trying to personify like his chin? You know, like Donald's his chin oh. with the ridges. So like, that's actually, I like that a lot. That's actually very interesting. I'm a fan. Yeah, we get a comeback of Sharon Carter. Right, Agent Thirteen. Am I saying her? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I've been out of the cap lore for a while, but yeah, that's a cool character to bring into the mix. Another MCU. Um, exactly. Alum. And and a badass in it or in, in her right, you know, because obviously the mother is Peggy Carter, uh, uh, which we've seen in 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 the movies and in her show as well, you know, and in the comic books we have seen both actually Peggy and Sharon. So it, it, honestly, that Rick Remender run is a great run. I loved it. And then which was then taken over by Nick Spencer, which was great up until the whole Hydro Cap thing. It wasn't that great. Uh, but, but, but other than that, it's all good. And the other thing that I'm excited about is that they're introducing us to U.S. agent. Yeah. That he's going to be in. We were speaking about the Super Bowl and they have that scene, a very Super Bowl ish or not Super Bowl, but more, maybe, maybe more like a, a like a school, like college championship game uh, that they have him walking on the field. And like, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the U.S. agent. What do you guys think of, of that? Can, can I take a, a small step back? Because you did mention Peggy Carter, played by the lovely and beautiful Haley Atwell. So I'm just going to throw up a picture of her just so you can admire the sheer beauty yes. of this woman. I think I watched uh, both seasons of her show just to see her on screen, um, you know, <laughs> for extended periods of time. And it was cool that they some somewhat roped in some of that um, continuity into Endgame by having the actor that played Jarvis on that show reprise his role in the movie. So it's one of the few crossovers from the Jeff Loeb era of Marvel television with the um, MCU proper. So it's a little bit, little, little geek fact there, but yeah, and I'm hyped to see a U.S. agent. Uh, that's what John Walker, another man that has donned the, the mantle of Captain America. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who have they announced who's playing him yet or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I'll, I'll look into that, but 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 yeah, it, it, it's 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 cool exactly that they're introducing this character. I don't remember his story. I think in the in the Marvel comics proper has been a little convoluted because uh, he was first. I think I think I think fans correct me if I'm wrong. He came into uh, uh, the lore when Captain America chose to become Nomad. And, and which is a really random little character he chose to be for a while. And then U.S. agent took on the mantle of Captain America in a way by being U.S. agent. And then Captain America came back. He got the shield back. Later on in the story, Cap gave it back to Bucky, uh, to Winter Soldier, when he quote-unquote died. Uh, uh, and then when Cap came back, uh, he was cap again for a while, and then and then at that point, Sam Wilson uh, Falcon became Captain America for a minute. When Cap was uh, de-aged, he was removed of the of the uh, superhero serum. Uh, so I don't remember exactly where the U.S. agent falls and all that, but I'm like, I am excited to see him on screen. 
Yeah, I just remember this one iconic cover growing up with um, Captain America versus U.S. Agent. Um, and I'll just throw that up right now. Yes. And as part of the show, I'm also looking forward to some more fleshing out of the government's various attempts to create super soldiers. Because, you know, you had the super soldiers sharing with Captain America. For the fans out there who also don't know, the man himself... Um, Nick Fury is technically a super soldier of a sort because he has the infinity formula. So hopefully maybe they'll do some digging into that because I'm not sure if the Samuel L. Jackson Ultimates version of Nick Fury has the infinity formula also. But I'm definitely, definitely interested in seeing some depth into that part of like the U.S. government as far as like them trying to make a bunch of super soldiers in different ways. I've always wondered about that. It's kind of like the American version of the Weapon X program, which is Canadian. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, fuck. I, I'm down to see whatever fucking the MCU does uh, with all this, man. Right. And, and they're going toe-to-toe March 18th with the uh, aforementioned Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is going to be a great weekend for comic book fans. And of course, for you fans out there, we will be asking Rod which is better. <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to compare, right? One is a four-hour epic and one is a episodic every week, something or other. Ooh. Yeah, word, man, word. And of course, we're going to compare which we prefer, WandaVision or the Winter Soldier <laughs> as well. That's going to happen. So look, be on the lookout for that. And now, um, fans, we actually have a very special surprise for you guys. Uh, this is something that we're extremely excited about. And hold on to your seats because this one is a doozy. All right, everybody. And... Today we have an extremely special guest for you coming out of DC Comics currently and joining us all the way from Costa Rica. It is my pleasure and my honor to introduce Mr. Dan Mora Chavez, who is currently on such projects as the Dark Detective Future State, um, has worked on such projects as Batgirl, um, has worked on such amazing projects as Klaus and Once in Future for Boom Studios and all amazing work from what I've seen and I'm honestly shocked. Señor, ¿cómo está hoy? Hi, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am fine. <laughs> so I'm no, yeah. very happy to, to be with you. Yeah, no, thank you very much for joining us. Like, uh, it is a big treat for us where, where we love your work, you know, and, and and we're very excited for, for you know, obviously, like what was recently in the news, right, that you got, uh, you're going to be the main artist for the Detective Comics book, right? But like, as, as Chess was mentioning, we've been loving your work you know, from Klaus, which is actually, we had posted on our uh, a social media account, you know, for the, as a Christmas read uh, during the holidays recently for people to dive into Klaus. And recently, I'm personally hooked with the uh, with the Once in Future book that you have with uh, Kieran Gillen. Uh, just wonderful work, and so we're 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 excited to talk with you. You know, get to know you and then know about your work. Okay, cool, cool. Yes, I I'm happy to to share and answer any questions you have or whatever thing you want to know. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I mean, and 
one of the most important things you being such an amazing talent is and i'm pretty sure the one thing that's on everybody's mind is where did it all begin como entro like into comic books how did you get into the life i used to work in a newspaper in costa rica i was a designer um I was a reporter, uh, something like that. Uh, um, I used to work doing infographias, infographias, let's say. Yeah. Um, but uh, all the time I was like doing uh, fun arts, doing Batman, doing Spider-Man, just for fun because that's something that uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very important for me and was very important for me for, uh, since I was a kid, so uh, I was a, a grown up, and uh, as was it, it was something normal for me. And I received an um, uh, email from from Boom that they they thought that I was uh, maybe able to to work in comics. Yeah. So I was happy to do a test, uh, and and they gave me my my first comic. It was hexed. It was nice. something yeah, really difficult. It was my first comic, but yeah, <laughs> it was. That's cool. super cool. And and like and how does that work? Because I I, I you know and I, I've seen what I can from other interviews from other people and, and things like that. So were you actively at that point like sending you know Boom and and others you know companies Marvel I'm assuming DC like your portfolio of your art or like how did Boom like saw you and were like yes come on board no i'm uh, in costa rica uh, being being a comic artist wasn't like a um, like a real job uh, it wasn't uh, no era uh, something that, Algo serio. that uh, the people could think that was something real so i i i didn't thought myself that i that i would be able to draw comics I like it, and, and but um, it wasn't my wasn't in my my direct plans to be a comic artist. And uh, Boom contacted me because I used to to put all my my illustrations in Behance. Yeah. So they watched me there, and 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 they searched for my email and and wrote me. But oh. also on on the, on those days, uh, Marvel. Ask me, ask me uh, for some samples, but uh, I sent the samples, but they they never answered back. But it, it was at the same time that I, I was talking with Boom. So yeah. no, and and I'm sure that's their loss. That's Marvel's yeah, loss. Definitely, you know, definitely. Exactly, and I do know at least in Marvel, in, in over recent times, you worked uh, a lot of cover arts, right? With them, you've done some amazing Daredevil ones, and I'm I'm a huge Daredevil fan. So I've loved uh, those. Me covers too, me too. Done. Yeah, but but you haven't worked on a Marvel book uh, uh, as as the main artist yet, right? No, no. Uh, uh, Marvel uh, me ha escrito varias veces. Um, uh, ask, asking me to to draw something for them, but um, is um, but casi nunca puedo because I'm I'm doing something with Boom or I'm I'm committed to doing something with DC. So maybe in the future, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe in the future if the if the project is right and 
I am not doing something like um, I don't know. I, if I if I if I have the time, I I, I can do it. But it said I and in the future because right now I am exclusive with DC. I have some Ooh. some permission. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I have some permissions to work on some stuff with Boom, but I have a completely prohibido work with Weird Marvel. Oh, toma Marvel, take that. Now, I have a, a quick question for you now. Is drawing something that you went to school for or are you self-taught? I was to to school. Yes, I I was to uh, to um, Universidad de Costa Rica to study fine arts. Uh, I I graduate there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of time studying. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so, and when you were in school, cuando estabas estudiando arte, bellas artes, were you thinking then, like, you know, that your goal was to become a comic book artist, or was it like kind of you said, like, you kind of wanted to, but didn't think it could be something serious, or, or, or cómo fue ese proceso? Um, I, I didn't know what I um, what I wanted to be when I. Uh, was uh, when cu cuando creciera, verdad? Cuando terminara la universidad. Cuando fuera grande, ¿no? Este ya era grande, pero claro. Este. So it 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 was a, a a time that I spent like thinking and trying different things. Um, I I used to to do my own uh, my own stories, my comics. But uh, always with uh, thinking that maybe I could publish the comics in Costa Rica. So thinking small in Costa Rica, never like Marvel or DC. Yeah, so it, it wasn't like a real possibility. It was something uh, that I, I would like to. Uh, era algo que me gustaba hacer. So solo por for fun and maybe maybe just maybe in the future some <laughs> some people montaría alguna editorial en Costa Rica pero sí sí no no era algo que no era algo real aquí now ahora entre entre el tiempo que usted pensaba que it was only something for fun um until now being on the future state series um ¿Ha tenido algún proyecto que está cerca de su corazón específicamente o ha sido algo que you couldn't believe que estaba trabajando en eso? No, no entendí muy bien la pregunta. Uh, como, like, um, entre el tiempo que pensaba que era solo un hobby como para divertirse, hasta ahora que está trabajando con DC en el evento de Future State. ¿Usted ha tenido um, algún proyecto que estaba específicamente cerca de su corazón o algo que no pudo creer que estaba haciendo? Uh, well, working uh, with something related to Batman was, it is, is extremely important for me because this is one of my heroes. Um, if you look at my office, it's full of Batman and poster of yeah. Batman. And, oh, man, so, we missed yeah, it. We got, awesome. we got to see your office. <laughs> I know, I know, awesome. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, because I can imagine like what you're saying exactly. Like you're 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 doing your work uh, when you're in school, and then working at the at the in the periódico and the newspaper, and you know you're thinking, oh, maybe right in Costa Rica, tal vez I, you'll have stuff, and then like fast forward like you've worked with some of the uh, most famous writers out there with Kieran Gillen with Grant Morrison speaking of Batman and worked with some amazing books amazing art and exactly now like you're gonna be one of the Batman fucking artists like with leading detective comics that that's incredible that's awesome yeah that's crazy that's uh, I I don't believe it sometimes I, I think it's, <laughs> it's 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 wrong maybe it's some other than yeah sometimes i think that this is not going to answer me more or uh, i don't know i but it is it's really weird for me to to really experience the fact that i am drawing batman and then i wake up and go to to my yeah. office and do bruce and do Huntress, uh, Batman, all uh, the Batmobile, all, all, all of that. It's really like that's your life for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's so your life. I, I'm gonna throw up some of your artwork because it is very eye catching. Like those covers are gorgeous. Now I want to ask you about the process about of um, getting an anchor and a colorist. What's that process like? Do you get to choose, or does DC choose, or is it somewhere in between? Well, uh, I don't know how to work with an inker because I, I have never, um, I always do my own inks. But, nice. uh, oh, wow. Yeah. But with the colorist, um, DC, it, it, uh, they, they ask for my opinion and, and if I am happy with some colorist. Uh, so it's a little bit of both. They they choose. I say yes or no. But I have to say yes. I can't be so picky. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's something with both. And how how does that even work with the inking process? Because I, I I remember like for right, for Klaus, you did the ink, and I think was it the color as well for Klaus or or no? Yeah, yeah. right. You, I, todo. Those colors and, were amazing. Oh my god, the sled! <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> No, it's like el fuego and las yeah, peleas. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With el, no, it's incredible. And so, and how does that work in terms of like with the with you being your own inker? Because I've seen other artists, uh, you know, have an inker that they tend to work with. Um, you know, have you had like does Boom or DC like ever challenge you on that, or are they like, all right, no, hands off? You know, they they, they let you do your work. Yeah. Um, I think they they will let me to do whatever best work for them because of the the deadlines so if if i can make the deadlines yeah. and everything is okay i i can do everything <laughs> so, uh, obviously i can do the colors too but yeah but if 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 i could they they they, they will ask ask me to to do it i think because uh, if 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 everything moves forward and moves fast uh, they they are okay so and and I think it depends on 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 the different kind of artists because some people uh, really like to to just um, do do the pencils and share their their work with with some other artists to to do the inking but but myself I I feel like um, I I I don't express my what I want with the pencil so I need to do my own inking 
to put the details and on, on all of that. And also I feel like I'm losing time when I put too much detail on the pencils because I do that and I say, okay, I, I could do this with the inks and it will be faster. So I put um, uh, very uh, few details in on pencils and and go pongo más detalle ya with the inks. Sí. Ahora, una pregunta que I finished Klaus um, the first volume a couple of days ago y completamente me encantó. Usted ha mencionado que tiene un amor profundo para Batman y también leí DC Future State. Um, now, ¿usted piensa que um, su amor para Batman inspiró algunos panels en Klaus? Porque estoy viendo como algunos um, similarities entre cómo se mueven los characters, hasta la apariencia entre el mismo Klaus y Bruce Wayne hasta cierto punto. Um, había como, is there some type of, como que pegan en algún punto? O? Yeah, yeah, I, eh, eso fue algo que yo quise incluir, ¿verdad? Um, but also, Grant Morrison is a big fan of Superman and Batman. So, yeah. he always, when, when I was reading the script, he always said, okay, this is like a Batman pose for 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 Klaus, so this is like a, <laughs> like a Superman feeling for Klaus. So it was I I wanted to do it, but Grant Morrison all, uh, also wanted me to do it. So it, it was something that Grant Grant and I were, was at the same page, working on uh, the character. You That's, could feel that, like yeah. I saw it as I was reading. I was like, this is my Santa Claus <laughs> going forward. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool because yeah, Ches pointed it out the other day, and 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 exactly, we, we're noticing exactly because some of the action scenes, like obviously it's not a Gotham, right? But there's some beautiful renderings of their town, and it's got that Batman vibe of like jumping from the ceilings, no, and and then, but then obviously, and then the bigger in the sled in the air, that's more Superman-ish, you more epic kind of like big battles, and like okay, cool, 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 we can see the influence, and that's cool that could Grant. Morrison encouraged that too. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a big fan. He's he's, claro. <laughs> and he's a really nice guy. Oh, okay, bien. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oye, y, y, y hablando de Batman y eso, qui quiero que nos cuentes cómo fue eso el momento que te dijeron, sabes qué, I want you to do Detective Comics. Like, <laughs> cómo fue, cómo te sentiste, yeah. how did that happen? Oh. Uh... It was, it, it was awesome. Uh, I was uh, working as usual. It was a, a regular day. And uh, I, I, el año pasado y el antepasado, I've been working with, um, with Paul. He's my editor. And I, I, did, I did some, some stuff for, for him with the, what was the name? Yeah, in, in, not incredible. Uh, what was the name? It was like the, uh, the support for the terrifics. Yeah, the sorry. Terrifics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did stuff <laughs> with terrifics, so Paul was very happy with me, and and he always wa was like asking me if I wanted to do something. I I was like, okay, I, I can do this short story, but I can't do this other because uh, I I can't manage to do both. 
And also, I, I was in an exclusive contract with Boom, so it was very difficult to do both. And I, I asked uh, Boom if I was allowed, and sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. So, but I, uh, I was, estaba en buenos términos con Paul, nos llevamos bien. Entonces, he knew uh, that my contract with Boom uh, terminaba en el 2020. So he told me, oh, uh, hey, Dan, maybe maybe you are interested in this. Uh, would you like to draw the techniques? Just, well, when you're just casually, I see, like, casualmente. Like, <laughs> it's hey, just have Batman. Some... Yeah, it's just Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you <laughs> he told me, okay, um, the... Um, me movieron a, a, como al grupo de Batman, ¿verdad? But because he was in, in another group. So you're, you are like my guy. So if you want to, uh, let me know. Uh, I was like, obviously, I want to. <laughs> obviously, yes, please. So it, it was like something like, like very normal, like very polite, but it was huge for me, yeah. Ahora, um, cuando se lo ofrecieron, usted tuvo que ser extremadamente consuelo, like, yeah, sure. Or were you like, oh, my God, thank you. O tuvo que aguantar todo eso, like, yeah, you know what? No, uh, maybe uh, uh, a bit of both. I, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, cool, cool, bro. But I, I, <laughs> I, pero tampoco iba a gritar como, una, como lo estaba haciendo en la verdad. <laughs> just eh, went home and just mostré, llorar. <laughs> sí, sí, le mostré how excited I was, but uh, but cool, cool. You have to play cool. <laughs> and, and I think it speaks, it's a huge credit to your work, man, because honestly, your art's yeah. fucking incredible. Because yeah. like you said, like your your contract with Boom uh, uh, ended, uh, exclusive contract at, in 2020, y no perdieron tiempo. They're like, all right, boom, vente, yeah. Like Future State and then Detective Comics, let's do it. <laughs> Empezando el año. So it's, okay, that's, that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Good. No I pun did. intended. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> but I also wanted to to keep working on Once and Future because um, I, I like what what Kieron and I and Tamra are doing. So when DC asked me for for the exclusivity, I I told him that I wanted to 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 keep drawing Once and Future. Maybe we. Uh, uh, less um, less pages per month per month, and and they told me that, that that's okay. Okay, you 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 can do like 10, uh, 12 pages per month, but sign with us so you, uh, um, and don't do anything for Marvel, and um, and that's my deal now. So I'm working in Once and Future and Detective Comics and the covers and all all the other stuff I'm doing. But so then you're saying with the exclusivity, so no more covers for Marvel either then because of that? No, no. no, no. Oh, wow. I mean, they know what they're doing. They're locking you down. <laughs> Cualquiera. Um, now, ¿cuánto, um, como, cuánto, ¿cuál sería la palabra input usted tuvo um, en el nuevo traje nuevo de Batman en DC Future State, because honestamente es una de las mejores versiones que yo he visto. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you like it because uh, not, not everyone like it. Uh, what? 
los fans, el, los fans son los fans, pero el que no le gusta este traje nuevo, like, it's, it's amazing. Es táctico, es práctico, like. I did a, a lot of sketches. I did like 10 options. Uh, once, uh, one of the options was like very futuristic and with a lot of tech. Um, so, um, and, and actually the, uh, the, this custom was my last option because I, they didn't uh, tell me the, the, what was about the script or I, I didn't knew anything. I just knew that he was going to be Batman. Well, he, he wasn't going to be Batman but uh, he, he was going to be in um, Gotham City, like uh, Akira. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was all I knew. So I, I did, they just uh, they just asked me asking me to to draw different options for the Batman suit, but but they didn't give me like details. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, now that I see the script and now I understand why they choose the this option that it was the the option with with the less tech and with yeah. the yeah with, with like like homemade I feel yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah exactly that that's how you can tell that that's um why it works with the story exactly with him like not having any of his tech and with the issue that just came out i believe it was this week uh uh with with it's great that moment when he confront when he's meets like uh batman right the uh uh, uh, the, uh i forgot his first name but fox uh right that that is in the bat suit and he like literally says like oh, i don't like seeing him with my tech you know and but that very raw type of look of batman it's like it's so great because Batman is more than just his tech, you know, he's, he's got more going on. And, and I think you're highlighting that perfectly with that work. Issue three already came out. Yes. On Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. La voy a comprar desde que acabemos aquí. <laughs> Solo para que sepa. I am so into that. That is awesome. Yep. Um, aparte de mí, yo sé que le molesta solo que viendo esto, um, estilo nuevo de Gotham, ellos van a ver muchísima gente que van a pensar que fue inspirado por um, Cyberpunk 2077 y no Akira, like originalmente. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, some people is, is going to think that, but yeah, my my main my main este mi mi, mi inspiración principal was uh, Akira. I actually did some panels that uh, que eran en homenaje a Akira. Sí, yo tengo los libros, I have the books, so it was, Akira, the, the, the city in, in, in the manga is, is not that tech, but um, I was inspired uh, more in, eh, por la película, por the an, eh, el, anime, el anime, sí, exacto. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. De hecho, de hecho Chaz uh, uh, recently, he pointed that out. He's like, he shared the, we have our group text. Go, and he's like, oh, mira, like, como, como Akira. Y le digo, de hecho, like, because you posted on your Instagram a few weeks ago or something exactly that, that you're like the panels. Because And seeing like it, he, that was deliberate. And, and I think it's a great uh, a rendition to Akira. And like, oh, con la motocicleta and like the city. Because, like, but more technologically advanced, pero you get it. No, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. It was drawing the Gotham. This Gotham City, it was 
one of my toughest uh, experiences. It was really difficult because uh, all the lights, all the uh, I I didn't knew how exactly. Sometimes when when you don't know how to draw some parts of uh, a city, you look for pictures. So, but. Uh, this it was like completely new. Obviously, you can find some cyberpunk um, yeah. cities, but uh, the fact to to do to draw the city in different angles and different parts it was very challenging. También me, um, también me recordaba. Yo no sé si la viste esa película vieja con Keanu Reeves, Johnny Mnemonic. I, I think so that he. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that he's yeah, in the future with computers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had thought about that too. Um, bueno, oh, Blade Runner, as... Blade Runner was a lot, yeah, Blade Runner, claro, también, yeah, yeah, claro. which is empezó ese estilo completo, como quien dice, like, yeah, um, usted, bueno, firstly, just about that Batman suit, yo no puedo esperar que lo cojan para like alternate skins and like Injustice 4 or something, like, yes. you know what I mean, to see it in like. 3D motion, it's ajola que they take that and put that as an option in future yeah. games. Or, or an action that figure, is... right? Yeah, that oh. too. <laughs> I, I will lose my mind if uh, if they do uh, an action figure or a uh, sculpture or something. Like they have been coming out with the uh, even with recent right with the with the Dark Knights uh, death metal look, you know, which are very recent new look for Batman. I'm like, I don't know. I think it. It can happen. Good point. Yeah. Uh, McFarlane Toys. Yeah, they're doing a lot of recent DC stuff, so that's not unlikely that they'll do that. Right. We will start here championing and really making sure we're we're gonna petition that we get that Batman Dan Mora Future State suit now. Hashtag Dan Mora Toys. <laughs> or or, um, or uh, animation movie. It will... mm-hmm. I was thinking that too. That'd be cool. This in an animated. This series would be awesome. That'd be a cool feature. All right. Now, Dan, I got to ask you, Batman is the dream project. I mean, in comic books, you can't really go above Batman. But is there <laughs> anything else that you see that you would love to work on? Yeah, sure. I, I want to draw Spider-Man someday. Yes. yes. That'd be cool. Oh, my God. I can see. That'd be insane. I can see it. Personally, I would love that. Spider-Man for me is my favorite character closely there with Batman, but Spider-Man siempre para mí. Spider-Man sido más. Rod is more of the Batman, well, Nightwing, but Batman world. Uh, but yes, oh, that would be yeah, that would be incredible. I, I am a big Spider-Man fan. I don't know which one I prefer. I don't know if I prefer Batman or Spider-Man. But Batman. <laughs> me, they are both very important, so... I want to some someday being being able to 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 draw Spider-Man. And since um, Mr. Moore is so torn, um, I just want to bring up a quick deep cut for the fans. I think I've mentioned it before: the Batman and Spider-Man crossover where they fight the Joker and Carnage. Just bring in that to everybody's attention again. Go out there and get that. It should be somewhere for you to buy. I don't know. <laughs> um, bueno, señor Mora, una pregunta que go on, go. No, I was actually wondering now because you were mentioning, right? So back to the, the Dark Detective, that the Gotham City, right, is it, it, crazy detailed and super advanced. And one, I want to say, like, awesome. I, I really, really want people, the listening out there, to acknowledge that because you know, 
I, I feel every artist is different and some artists are really good at drawing the characters and so-so the backgrounds, ¿no? Y le ponen más atención al personaje que, que al fondo. Y, y hay unos cuantos artistas that really balance both. And, and you know, like, I, I, feel, I, remember, I think in recent times, I feel like Sean Gordon Murphy, who's doing, who's done the, his own separate Black Label books, has that kind of thing. And I feel like you right now, that's, I'm like, I think you have that level to be like a big next Batman artist because of balancing, because with Batman, Gotham is a, a character, pretty much. It's, it's a key part of the, of the yeah, book. Yeah, it's, it's, he is, uh, the city is, uh, a living character, yeah. It's, it's, it's... So now tell me, how does that change for the Detective Comics, right? Because it won't be so futuristic because it's back in regular... ¿Y cómo, cómo fue ese proceso ahora de dibujar Gotham City pues, para Detective? Um, I, I still don't know because I just finished my first issue. And, <laughs> uh, and I only did uh, some small parts of Gotham. So okay. I haven't been able to like draw like a big image of Gotham City yet. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing but good. Nothing but good. <laughs> Todo bueno. Well, okay. yeah. Una pregunta que le quería hacer. ¿Usted ha tenido como um, algún proyecto específico que ha sido bastante difícil para dibujar? Como like en su opinión profesional. Algo que le puso como like a big challenge. Yeah, Dark Detective was one of my big challenges because of the city. Um, and all of that, it was something really, really, really hard. And maybe uh, some of the the Klaus stories uh, yeah. was really hard. There is a uh, Klaus when he goes to, 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 I don't remember, to other planet, and there is a city... Um, and it's made of toys but it had like clock parts and it it, it, um, uh, it it was something really 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 difficult to do and to understand what uh, Grant Morrison wanted me to, uh, uh, to draw at that moment was something really difficult <laughs> I, could, yeah, I could imagine mm. that's I have a question for you, Dan. So issue number three just came out. How far along are you in the artwork? Like how much of a head start do you need to get this monthly book out? Well, uh, right now I'm, I'm just starting on um, my second comic for Detective Comics. So we have a, like a very little time because uh, the comic that I just finished is going out like in next like, like in two two weeks something like that so we are Jesus. yeah wow yeah we are, we are very tight um but i i when i started doing a uh, dark detective i i was like full time with boom so i i wasn't uh working as fast as now because i i, I had to to manage both uh, both pages and uh, once and future and dark detective but now that i am like uh most of the time with dc um i'm working faster and yeah i, I have to to start doing the the, the pages this monday for for the, uh, my second chapter of detective and i i 
we are we are a little tight but all good all good <laughs> okay and, and when it comes to drawing the pages are you a pencil and paper guy or do you do digital work or is it both i i do both i i don't have um i don't have much uh, time so i do the batman pages traditional because people uh get the the pages but if if the page is um, it's not going to sell, uh, I do it digital. It's faster, and I also have like I, I have two kids, so I, I need to finish to, uh, my work fast so I can go play with them. So everything that helps me to to finish uh, early, it's always um, it's always helpful. But I I like to do both things. And if if I had all the time of the world, I um, I probably will do everything traditional. But uh, it's not like it's not real working comics and and have much time. And actually, with that, I'm very curious. So especially now that you're exclusive DC, but still working with Once in Future, and how, how what's a day in the life like uh, for you? You know, like do you stake uh, strict hours, you know, or do you just work on it whenever you can? Or como funciona tu horario? I'm uh, I am very strict with my hours because if I I wake up and do other stuff and then go back to draw and they go, I don't finish and I get tired and it <laughs> it, it doesn't work for me. So I wake up every day at five uh, a.m. and start working. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, only do some breaks for for lunch and for um, for a coffee, but uh, I, I I work very early in the morning. So sometimes that I have um, uh, much work, I wake up even earlier, so I can finish uh, finish on time. But yeah, I, I am very strict with my with my work. I wake up, um, uh, drink a coffee, and then don't stop until I finish my my uh, my day committed for uh, uh, my work for for each day that usually is like two pages and some details on a cover something like that wow mm -hmm. and now knowing that there's that much discipline behind the work hasta con más gusto lo voy a leer ahora like yo <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like él se despertó a las 5 de la mañana dibujó esta página <laughs> exacto <laughs> Yo no sé si usted se recuerda de el episodio o yo pienso que era más de una parte en Batman the Animated Series con um, el villain um, Lockup. Si usted se acuerda de eso un tiempo atrás, parece que ello es como algún tipo de inspiración entre ese... El um, guardia, el, el que era guardia de Arkham. Ya, yeah, ya, yeah, ese mismo. Y entre Peacekeeper One, ya. Yeah, um, ¿Ello hay como algún tipo de inspiración entre esos dos characters? Now that you mention, maybe, but... but <laughs> Subconscious. Ya, yeah, ya, yeah, but not that I know. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, it's funny that, that you... you que los mezclas a los dos personajes, pero que yo sepa, ¿no? Oh, yeah, porque mientras, porque mientras lo estaba leyendo, yo no sé qué fue, de nada fue como la gigantez como del carácter o que está like, obsesionado con, la, um, con justicia, pero 
algo me entró esa parte de Batman the Animated Series en el cerebro. Like, like wow, like, he looks like Lockup. Like, 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 he, like it's I'm, like a similar concepto, como quien dice. Yeah, maybe I am a huge fan of the Batman Animated Series, so maybe in my sub subconscious <laughs> I was doing the same. But, Estaba poniendo su fantasía en el... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But I, I love, uh, I love uh, so much uh, that TV series. It's it was something very important for me. Yeah. Yes. No, and exactly. And then, and then now, and then you're doing Batman exactly, and writing to the history of like helping to add to the history of of, of his work. Uh, and so I'm curious right now with especially now that we're talking with the deadlines and you know, como que you just finished um it, it, like issue one from Detective Comics that comes out in a few weeks. And it, how does it work um with working with uh, uh, Mariko Tamaki, uh, you know, the writer uh, for Detective Comics, like. Do you already know, don't spoil anything, right? But do you, do you know already like the story for the next year or like less or like, or do they only give I, you I don't, I don't know anything. They, uh, <laughs> Simple answer. I don't know anything. They, I just know what I read. So uh, I, I just, I have like uh, the, the fourth, four, uh, the fourth, uh, Yeah, I have four scripts, but I have only read the first and the second script, so I don't know what happens in the third one. I, I have the script that I haven't read because I, I, uh, I prefer to to finish the book and then go on claro. with them. Yeah. Huh. Y, y cómo funciona eso como que por ejemplo con Marico como que um, hay como que te da el script y te da ideas de que quiero más o menos esto. Como you said like with Grant, right? Like Grant told you like, oh, I kind of want Superman-ish thing or Batman. With Marico, is it the same or is it like more like haz lo que quieras and then, you know, whatever. How does that work? Yeah, the, um, each uh, writer is very different. Uh, Marico is it's, it's very different to any other um, writer that con los que haya trabajado. Uh, she, um, She gave me a lot of uh, freedom in some parts, but some specific parts, she is the one in control with uh, everything. But in most of the parts, of the parts, um, she gave me complete freedom. For example, there was a page like, "Okay, Batman is fighting," and that was all. That. that oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, direct the whole scene. Go. Yeah, that, that was all the description. I was okay. Well, it, that that was all. It's what I like. The first panel is something I don't remember, it, and the last panel is this, and the panels in between, that that was the the big part. Yeah, do whatever you want. So, so I I get to decide what to do sometimes. Wow. Now, now um, a usted le gusta tener ese nivel de libertad, or do you prefer tener como un poco más de guidance en el en su arte. I I prefer to to have a guidance because uh, I always even if they gave me like strict directions I always do my own thing. Sometimes uh, I don't do exactly what they ask me and I change stuff. Um, So, but I prefer to have like directions so I, I, I know that I'm doing something that uh, it's going to be okay with the writer. 
but it's 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 cool to not know to have complete freedom but it's like tricky because if you maybe you can end uh, doing thing twice because it's not what the writer yeah. wants or the editor so i prefer the, the if i have a guidance mm -hmm. Oh, right. Cause that's a good point, right? Because yeah. you did mention, because I, I think for us that we're consuming the work is that we forget, right? There's exactly, there's like, it's you and the, and the writer, right? And then, and then there's a colorist and then all the, all the, and then there's the editor too. And so there's a chance that the editor can also tell you and Marico, nah, eso no, cambialo mejor tal o algo así. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Sí, 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 de hecho, de hecho. Este, sí, es un, no es solo, it's, it's not just the writer, it's the editor. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, so, so tener completamente libertad puede ser engañoso, pero me imagino que cuando ya si uno tiene, uh, if, if you have more experience, maybe you can nail it. Yeah. But I, I, uh, hasta el momento no he tenido ninguna mala experiencia, but this, that's my fear to, to yeah. not doing it right. <laughs> Especially with Batman, like, oof. Yeah. Eso me trajo algo a la mente um, que le quería mencionar. So, I'm sure cuando things get back to normal y tengamos a um, Comic-Con para atrás, van a haber muchos cosplayers que le van a deber las gracias por hacer el cosplay más cómodo que has existido para Batman, para estar en crowds. <laughs> but, but you have to have a nice body shape to... to, mm. to <laughs> Because, because uh, that Batman suit is like 90% son los brazos, uh, the arms are exposed, no, exactly. so you have to, to have a big arms, so if not, you're going to look weird, I think. Dan, have you been able to do any Comic Cons here in the States, or is that something that you plan on doing? Yeah, I, I, I was in San Diego... Three times, three times, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think to make a obviously a shout out because he was the 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 award awarded a Russ Manning Promising Newcomer Award uh, in the San Diego Comic Con in 2016. So very yeah. well earned. My first year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super weird. yeah, it was it was something really weird and, and funny. <laughs> yeah, es muy aparente que la estrella suya está subiendo y está subiendo rápido. Oye, y, y de hecho, una pregunta con lo de como, como trabajando en equipo con la gente. You, you mentioned earlier, right, that when you were uh, uh, starting off uh, in Costa Rica, nada más ahí para ti mismo, de que you would draw, uh, like create your own comic books. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So now I'm wondering, is there any freedom sometimes like either, I don't know, in Once in Future or with Detective Comics that you're like, I, you know, created a, a villain or something, or, or I don't know, or like, it, it, do you have any input in the story elements that, you know, they could, uh, uh, that you'd like to, or, or come on? Sometimes with Once on Future, I am creating like monsters that are, yes. yeah, that, for example, I, well, I, I, I can't tell, but... Ah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Once a Once future gets very interesting and the world is, it's it gets bigger. So we're going to see a lot of creatures and a lot of monsters from from another cartoon um, uh, cultures. 
Oh. So I I did like some monster uh, monsters uh, from my own culture there. Oh, wow. that's awesome. Yeah, it was something that I I had the chance and it was funny. I, it's, it was, it was <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like with with Once in the Future, like I I, I recently finished a, a volume two. I, I've been getting them the the trade paperbacks and and like uh, uh, like your Beowulf and your Grendel, the Grendel in in that. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like just the the, the it's scary. Like it is an actually scary monster. Uh, uh, and I can imagine like you know getting the liberty to do your own you know, input into these is fucking Yeah, cool. and, and I always want them to be different, but well, not super different, but I always want to do each monster uh, like very different. So Lancelot is very different. Uh, I don't know if you, you, yeah, yeah. you seen Lancelot. And these other monsters, like uh, they they are each very different. So it's funny to, to work on that with, with the the different shapes and uh, different kind of how many teeth they they have yeah 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 i definitely have to start reading once in the future um because miguel he showed me some images from it and i was like that looks amazing i think you showed me the one where it was king arthur right where he was the skeleton yeah it's one of the beginning one of the first issues yeah. like the reveal of king arthur was like boom, oh, yeah 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 i definitely have to start checking that out um le quería preguntar al señor Mora, now, um, entre el mundo de Batman, um, ello hay como de una, otro miembro de la familia que you can't wait to draw, aside from el mismo Batman, or... Yeah, I want to draw Nightwing, or... Uh, oh! oh. Shout out. Yes. <laughs> or Robin, um, I, I really like Robin, and Tim, or Damian, or, or Dick. So any Robin will or, or Batgirl, well, but most Nightwing and, and Robin. But yeah, I, I like all the Bat family. <laughs> oh, will we be seeing a future state Nightwing? I mean, we already have a design for that character. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty cool. I actually ha I have one more question for you personally. So you mentioned that the animated series is has inspired you and, and your take on Batman. What comic book runs of Batman have been most inspirational to you? Mm, let me see. Well, I uh, I I think uh, year one it's is like uh, like one of the the my most uh, beloved uh, stories of uh, Batman stories. Year one, um, year uh, what was the name? Um, uh, well, what one one hundred was the name or? Uh, Uh, oh, um, yeah, right? It's like yeah. a, a thousand, thousand or algo así, no? I'll throw that up. I'll throw the image up right now. Año 100, it's called. That comic is it, it's, it's cool too. Um, I, I remember a comic that uh, is... is um, There are a lot of, of Batman comics at, at the moment. I don't know. The, the Capullo work and ah. the the court of owls um, all yes. of that yeah um the killing joke um, yeah there there is, is there is a lot of stuff that in in conscience uh, inconscientemente está en mi cabeza y son imágenes que las tengo ahí guardadas verdad que 
que recurro a ellas sin darme cuenta, ¿verdad? Pero son muchas, son muchas. Uh-huh. Y, y de hecho, y hablando de eso, de las diferentes eras de Batman, you know, like, and you worked with Grant Morrison on Klaus, you know, like, did, did you, have you, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how much you guys are friends, or do you guys just work together, and, like, did you tell him, like, hey, I'm gonna be drawing Batman now, like, I don't know, like, or did he have any, 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 like, it's excited for you, because obviously, like, Grant Morrison's Batman is up there as, like, you know, like, one of the best yeah. runs, you know, it's increíble. Yeah. Uh... Sí, Grant Morrison es un, es un tipo muy... Uh, he's, he's a very busy guy. So, <laughs> Me imagino. Sí. Uh, solo una vez le escribí because I, um, no, no quería ser molesto, ¿verdad? Y escribirle un montón. Entonces, solo una vez le escribí para decirle feliz año y que gracias por el trabajo que hicimos es, ese año. Entonces, este... Eh, he answered me like four months later. <laughs> Feliz año. Él me dijo que estaba trabajando en Green Lantern, que, que en cualquier momento que quisiera hacer Green Lantern que le dijera y que me podía meter ahí en un par de números. Pero no he hablado con él desde que estoy haciendo Bad. Hazlo. 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 <laughs> I would love to see you sí. on Green Lantern. Oh my God. Sí, sí, sí. Pero sí, no, no, no he hablado con él para, para decirle que, es, que estoy haciendo Batman. Y, y como él es tan ocupado, no, no, pues tampoco me gusta escribirle y, y demasiado, ¿verdad? Solo le hice una vez porque you have to play cool. <laughs> Oye, y de hecho, y hablando de eso, de que te ofreció Green Lantern, and we talked about what other ones you mentioned, Spider-Man, you would love to do. Uh, uh, you know, in general, in DC, you know, outside of the Bat family, you know, Is there any other main character in DC that you would love to get a shot at? You know, a short story, a, the main book. I don't know. Who's the other? You know, because Batman's obviously number one. Yeah. But después de Batman, who who do you think? I was thinking the same thing. Uh, maybe if it, if it is not like Nightwing or something like that, um, I think Wonder Woman. I I really like Ooh. Wonder Woman. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So. Maybe that. <laughs> Yo, you would you would do a crazy Temescira. Like I think that would be like, an intense one. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Now, ello hay de na algunos planes para introducir a DC un trabajo de na like original for us like a soul original Dan Mora creation. Uh, tal vez en el futuro. Este, yo había hecho unos, unos diseños de Batman como tipo Power Rangers y, oh, y, mm. y DC le había interesado. But uh, right now they are uh, with a lot of changes and, and stuff. So, eh, no, no he vuelto a preguntar, pero... Tal vez dentro de un tiempo me gustaría preguntar a ver si, si es posible, porque ellos fueron los que mostraron interés. No fue como que yo les dije, hey, esto, yo hice yeah. esto, hagamos esto. Fue que ellos me dijeron, hey, nos, nos gusta eso que hizo, ¿verdad? Entonces, I don't know, maybe some, someday in the future, maybe. But right now, ahorita, ahorita no hay planes, pero tal vez. Bueno, y cualquier cosa que sería, mientras tengo su nombre, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we encourage all our fans to do the same. Um, so, yeah, 
thank you. Ha sido un placer completo, un honor completo. Um, señor More, honestamente, no sé qué decirle, solo que gracias por tener ese talento. No, no, muchas gracias a ustedes por, por invitarme y, este, y por, pues, por apoyarme también, porque Jay, el, el trabajo mío se ve y, y los editores le dan pues bola a uno por, por, por los fans que, que lo apoyen. Entonces, muchas gracias a ustedes, más bien. Sí, no, y pues ahí estamos nosotros tratando de promocionar tu arte lo más que se pueda. Nos encanta el trabajo. Y, y no, exacto. Y, para, y cuando nos enteramos que estabas haciendo Batman, era, o sea, para Detective Comics, era like, all right, perfect. Porque, yeah. o sea, we want to see this grow. We want to, so hopefully, you know, you, you have many, many years to work with Batman. Uh, and we're excited to see the stories and, 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 and the Gotham and the Batman and all the Bat family that you, you get to draw, uh, you know, and illustrate. In, and, and como, y como dices, esperemos que con el tiempo también, también metas tu, 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 tus creaciones originales. Ya, de hecho, ya con el traje ori originalísimo de, 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 de Future State, eh, a, a ver qué sigue, ¿no? Pero sí, nosotros vamos a estar consumiendo tu trabajo. Ya, yeah, o sea, permanentemente, ya, yeah, definitivamente. Yep, so, if you're listening to this, stop wasting time, go pick up Future State, enjoy it, Klaus, whatever other work. And again, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time out. I know you're a very busy man. You probably got to wake up, like, you probably go to bed yeah. soon, so you wake up at five and get back to work. So, uh, I'm also going to wake you. up at five to read. Big thank you. <laughs> No, thanks to you. Right. Pase buenas y muchas gracias, señor Mora. Un placer y un honor. Pasen buenas noches allá y, y está muy frío. Sí, un poco. Algo así. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. Sube y baja, sube. Pero está mucho más frío que, que, pues, que allá. ¿eh? Que, que, que sí, definitivamente. Tengo calor. Digamos, pero... <laughs> bueno, me, ojalá que algún día los conozca cuando vaya a Nueva York. Hope to meet. Oh, definitivamente. Oh, de hecho, has ido a un New York City Comic Con. No. I, I, oh, no. Te toca ese, te toca. En cuanto se acabe la pandemia, tienes que venir y aquí nosotros te recibimos y te enseñamos Nueva York. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to, to go in uh, last year, but yeah. Oh, well, def definitivamente lo veremos ahí, señor Mora. Bueno, bueno. Ok. Buenas noches, gracias. Bueno, Muchas bueno. gracias, Bye. buenas noches. Gracias. Bye. Bye. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.